Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is E3 2018, and we just got finished watching the Microsoft presser. Uh, all sorts of games. Uh, I think the rundown they had was like, you know, 50 games, 18 exclusives, and a partridge in a pear tree or some crazy nonsense. Uh, we're going to give a, 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 a as, as succinct, uh, but yet appropriately detailed uh, go over as we can here. Jeff actually also stopped in for the reactions portion. Uh, so if you're listening to this on the RSS feed uh, and you want to see what his rea- reaction was live and mine, that's going to be on YouTube. Of course, youtube.com slash life's a glitch TV. You'll be able to check it out there. It should already be up by the time you're listening to this. So Microsoft kicked off, as you might expect, with Halo. They showed off Halo Infinite was the title of the game. Uh, And apparently it's also featuring, as they put it up underneath the title there, the Slip Space Engine, which I guess is, to my knowledge anyway, a a new engine. So I guess they're building this all all new. Uh, And it looked good. It looked like Halo. Uh, And we didn't really see too much other than some, some canned... Cinematic-y looking stuff. Uh, however, it's Halo, and lots of people are going to be very excited about it. It looked like Master Chief was proper, uh, properly in the game, uh, the way that it looked there. So that was also uh, positive to see, I suppose. But yeah, not surprising. We got our Halo fix right off the rip. They got that right out. Off we go. Phil Spencer comes out on stage afterwards, gives us the rundown on what we're going to see. Uh, Ori uh, got shown off for the next Ori game. We got uh, Will of the Wisps looking really good for sure. Uh, the Ori team always, uh, you know, seems to seems to smash it, um, and it this doesn't look any different. This looks like a very good game. It looks like if you like to use some some Ori in the Blind Forest, you're gonna like Ori uh, and the Will of the Wisps. That looks like it's gonna be uh, something that you're gonna want to definitely get your hands on. Then we got something that that I have this scratched out here in my notes. A couple of things because we were like following along with the chat too. People were thinking it was going to be Ghost of uh, Tsushima, and it ended up being another game. This was by uh, I don't know if the, I, I don't know if this, they're making them in parallel or if they changed the name of the game or I, I don't know what's going on. All I know is that is that Dark Souls samurai looking games apparently are very popular because we got uh, Sekiro, I believe was the name of the game. Um, and that was from, from soft, if I also remember correctly. Uh, and it looked like Samurai Dark Souls. I mean, down to, they had a, they had a, uh, a section where, uh, a video where the guy was opening, you know, a, a big double cathedral doors and it, it just so much Dark Souls for sure, but it looked good. Uh, and I'm sure that a man versus game is somewhere crying tears of joy right now. If he didn't already know about the game. Then we got Fallout, um, you know, for the sake of Fallout, showed up uh, there. Uh, God Howard showed up on sa- his stage and, and told us about the fact that Fallout 4 was coming to the Xbox Game Pass. And there was a lot of Game Pass stuff going on in this in, in this conference. They're really pushing that as a service and they've added a crap load of value to it. So we'll get into that more, I'm sure, as we go down through my list of notes. But Fallout 4, coming to Game Pass. You got it. I think it's actually available now. Uh, we got first look at Fallout 76. So Toddy Boy was paid off enough by the, the fine friends uh, underneath Phil Spencer's uh, Rolodex to 
uh, showed off first at the uh, Xbox presser. And uh, it looked like more Fallout 4 to me. Uh, however, apparently it's four times the size of Fallout 4 in terms of, I suppose, the map. Uh, but I don't know if that also means content or if it's just the size, geographically speaking. Who knows? Uh, but it definitely looked a lot like it was more Fallout 4. So if you if you liked Fallout 4, then uh, good news. We've got some more Fallout coming, and it's called Fallout 76. We'll see, uh, I'm sure, more with the, the uh, Bethesda later on this evening. Uh, more of that game, and maybe we'll have more to say about it. But for now, that, that was my takeaway. Was it looked like they were reusing Fallout 4 assets to get some more money out of those assets that were already created to save up some cash for what is likely Elder Scrolls 6. Crackdown 3 made an appearance in what was kind of an awkward, you know, go because, I mean, they just announced that Crackdown 3 was delayed until 2019. It was very much full of Terry Crews, and we all love Terry Crews because he's amazing. Uh, but my, uh, both Jeff, well, no, no, Jeff hadn't got here yet, but my opinion and, and most of the people, if not everyone in chat agreed with me when I said it looked uninspired and, and perhaps the most damning thing about, uh, about it was that it looked dated. The game looked like a a game that should have been around five years ago. Like it didn't, it didn't look like a game that's coming out in 2019 and certainly not, um, Certainly not a game that looked like it's coming out as a ex- console exclusive, uh, you know, marketed big title in 2019. It just it didn't it didn't strike a, a, as such. Uh, hopefully, with the extra time that they have, they can maybe uh, spit polish it a bit more and and make it a little less about uh, you know feeling a little less like that. But for now, that's kind of what it gave off the impression. And I wasn't really feeling it, if I'm going to be honest, uh, which makes me sad because I want to. I want to like that, er, you know, everything that that Terry Crews does because Terry Crews is amazing. What else we got here? Next up, we had Metro Exodus, and Metro is, of course, a very loved franchise. Uh, I never really get a chance to play it myself, but I've uh, I've always heard great things about it. Metro Exodus looked fantastic from a graphical standpoint, but all the Metro games were always quite graphically impressive. The voice acting seemed great. Uh, the trailer was actually just very hype in general. And so it uh, might be one that you want to go and, and check out whether or not you're actually interested in the Metro series. Uh, so yeah, it looked really good. Then we got some Kingdom Hearts, which is on the Xbox for the first time. And I'm not particularly shocked about that because Kingdom Hearts 3 has been in development for Lord knows how long. It's, uh, it's probably a very expensive game at this point. And for them to lock it up on a single console, even though PlayStation is doing leagues better than than the Xbox at this juncture, uh, and probably for the rest of this generation, uh, it goes to it, it, it stands to reason that they would want to put it on on as many platforms as they can. So it is coming to Xbox, and it looked like some more Kingdom Hearts. You got it was kind of weird. Like this this doesn't say anything about the game necessarily, but there was. Uh, this really long section of the the trailer they showed off where uh, there were zero sound effects. There was music in the background, but there were zero sound effects. And since the music wasn't particularly like super hyper or, or, or very full in how much uh, was going on, 
it's it seemed like an un, it seemed unfinished and it felt kind of weird and and like I don't know it felt awkward to watch but it also has some super cringy dialogue not that that's anything that anyone who's a fan of the Kingdom Hearts uh, franchise you know wouldn't already be used to uh but uh, yeah uh, Elsa's there let it go let it do Kingdom Hearts on the Xbox next up we got Forza Horizon 4 and I was personally I, I, I thought that we were going to get a, a, a Forza game. I thought we were going to get a mainline Forza game uh, at E3, but we got a Forza Horizon 4. I'm not particularly upset about that. Horizon is a really good franchise, and it's pretty much the spiritual successor to Project Gotham Racing, which was my uh, one of my favorite racing games growing up. So I, I'm, all, I'm all down for it. I'm all down for it. It looked good. In fact, it looked really good. Graphically speaking, it was one of the most striking games uh, that we saw throughout the entire conference. It looked spectacular. They have a big focus on seasons this time around, and uh, it, it seems like they were uh, saying that the seasons are, are obviously going to change gameplay up a bit. I mean, you could you could take stabs at things like you know leaves on the on the track in fall are going to uh, are, are going to you know make your uh, tires lose grip, whatever. Or maybe it's just visual. Either way, it looked really really good. Uh, there were also like this odd. This, like this odd focus on the fact that you could drive vehicles through like stone walls and stuff. That's in Britain. It's hosted in Britain this time around, and uh, so obviously lots of uh, in the in the British countryside, old farm rock walls uh, abound. And so driving through those, it was like, hey guys, you don't just you know your car doesn't just stop now. If you have a big you know hulking off road vehicle, you can totally drive through this thing. And so they showed that off many times but uh, it did it looked great and again this was the theme with a lot of the first party stuff from microsoft game pass gets it day one and it looks like this is going to become more of a a thing for microsoft whereby uh, at the very least i would assume if it's a first party title that you're going to be getting these games on game pass on release day it's no longer a, a delayed release there and that brings a ton of value to game pass owners uh, or users very cool to see that then microsoft in that same vein um when it came when it comes to the first party thing phil phil came back out and he said hey guys look this is paraphrasing a little bit but he came out and said and by a little bit i mean a lot Okay, Philly comes out and he says, guys, look, we at Microsoft are swimming in filthy, filthy money. Just so much money. And we know that we need to dramatically up our first party titles game because it's weak. It's, it, it lacks strength. It is unathletic and awful in just about every way. Uh, it's anemic and we need to change that. So he, he starts this off by saying we have a new uh, in-house kind of first-party developing uh, developer that we're, we're booting up. It's called The Initiative, and it's a studio-focused, what it sounds like, ex- exclusively on new game experiences. So you more unique stuff uh, than perhaps what's already in the market. Then he said, but wait, there's more! Uh, they bought a bunch of, of companies up, and some of them are more substantial than others, but all this, there's not really a weak... A necessarily weak pick amongst all of these. The first one he mentioned is uh, Undead Labs. I have no idea who Undead Labs are. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna Google search this bad boy right now and see what they did. 
Undead Labs, hook me up with some context. Wikipedia. They do State of Decay. There you go. That answers my question. So State of Decay, so they own them now. They're, they're under there. They are part of the first party, uh, the first party family at Microsoft. Then he said after that, Playground Games. And Playground Games are the guys who did the Forza franchise, or the Forza Horizon franchise specifically, sorry. Which is really cool. That's probably the biggest pickup here. And uh, he slid this in, slid into our DMs a bit. And he said, by the way, they are building a new open world game. There's no, there was no other information. We didn't know the genre uh, or, or what, nothing. Just that it was happening. So it's not just Forza Horizon games that they're going to be cranking out. Um, it's going to be other stuff. And they're already apparently working on something. So when we're going to hear about that, Lord only knows. But it was just, I guess, uh, to, to make sure that we understood that they weren't going to be just slaving away at one title for the rest uh, of the studio's life. Above and beyond that, there was another one. Ninja Theory, who was the, developing, uh, the developers behind Hellblade, which was uh, a game that went over very well recently. They're on board. And again, another one, Compulsion Games, who did, uh, who did uh, We Happy Few, also on board. So... Like, what is that? What is that in total? Including the initiative, you got one, two, three, four, five different studios joining in under the first party uh, family for Microsoft. Uh, you got to hope then that that's going to really help bring something that's going to be a console selling uh, experience for Microsoft's gaming division because they, they need it. And there are some good pickups here. There are some talented people that work across the board in these developers, uh, and so that's that was a, a positive thing all around for sure. Then they led in with some PUBG video <laughs> that I was confused why they were talking about exclusivity, but at the end of the trailer thing that they showed, which was just such a, a silly trailer that did not show what PUBG is like whatsoever. At the very end, it showed like uh, just a, a brief little hint at what could be a snow map. So maybe Xbox is getting a timed exclusive of a new map or an exclusive map. Uh, who knows? But that's what, it, that's, what it, that's what it was. It seemed to be leaning towards anyway. And so we'll have, we'll have probably a, a better idea about that, I'm sure. Hopefully not in the too distant future. Following that up, we had the Division 2 uh, trailer that was a slow burn to find out that it was the Division 2, but we eventually pieced it together. And, it, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk uh, from Ubisoft even specifically talking about how they're focusing so much on trying to make the Division 2 uh, demonstrably better than the first one because there was a lot of mistakes made in the first one and they spent a lot of resources and time trying to bring the first one back. And they did a pretty good job with it. So people were really hoping that the Division 2 took those, you know, lessons and, and really ran with it. And we'll have to find out because we saw, uh, we saw some gameplay with the classic Ubisoft canned dialogue between would-be players online and it was, you know, the usual cheese fest that that ends up entailing. Uh, but it, it looked exactly like the current iteration of The Division, but ever so slightly prettier. So we need to see more, and Ubisoft, I'm sure, will have more for us. But for now, that was pretty much, it's pretty much what we ran with. 
and it just looked it just looked like the current iteration. So if you're if you're into the division as it stands right now, from what we've seen at the Microsoft presser, you might continue to be in, uh, you know pleased with the next division. If you're like me and you were hoping that they would take a, a bit more of a, a turn away from where the current division is, not dramatic, but a bit of a turn, we're gonna have to wait and see uh, how much that uh, becomes a reality. Uh, again, I have just in the notes here, Game Pass getting a lot of good value, a lot of good day one ads like we talked about. Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, got a trailer uh, in there, looks great. Most of those, uh, if not all of the Tomb Raiders after they rebooted, uh, looking really, really good. Uh, then the internet got trolled, like really bad. And it was, it was pretty funny. I got, I got trolled. Everyone else was getting trolled. The chat was just losing it. So, I mean, if you haven't been, if you haven't kept up with the, the, the lead up to E3, for whatever reason, there's been a, a lot of people hoping for Skate 4. And if you don't know what Skate is as a franchise, it's basically a more realistic, uh, Tony Hawk pro skater type situation. And people were looking forward to like, oh, let's, let's hold out for Skate 4. I still don't know the genesis of it personally, but it was a thing and it was pretty wide reaching. And so we get this trailer showed up and it's looking more and more like Skate. And I was even saying it on the reactions. And, and so if you're on YouTube, you've already seen me react to it. But like, if you're listening to this on iTunes or something, you could, you could, you could see me reacting to it going, oh, this is, this is it. Is this really happening? The internet is getting Skate 4? This is the, this is the dream. And then at the very end, they pop the title card and it says sessions and everyone just, just, uh, it was a, it was a, it was such a, a roller coaster, but the roller coaster di uh, dove off real quick. Rex, how did you get in here? You're in here now. Uh, but yeah, so that was, that was absolutely amazing. Hold on. Now he's trying to get out and like an idiot. You want in or out? Hmm? You want in or out? Come on. Come on. I don't even know how we got in here in the, in, here in the first place. So yeah, there you go. Uh, sessions. That happened. And the internet weeped. Uh, next up, we had Devil May Cry. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 got a trailer, and uh, it was definitely Devil May Cry. They chose some really bad music for that trailer that just did not help uh, whatsoever. The character design for what seemed to be the the you know the second you know, second to Nero or whoever ended up being whoever ends up being the the lead for this game just was a scary lady who should not smile that often, and uh, <laughs> it was a. Definitely go check it out. It was an interesting trailer is how I guess I'll put it. But it, it just looked mediocre. I mean, it's a Devil May Cry game, so I'm sure it's going to be... Or it should have some pretty exciting uh, combat, uh, of course. But it just didn't... From the trailer, the trailer didn't do it any justice whatsoever. Then they brought out the, the, the developer and a, a translator uh, with them. And he, there were some good jokes, some good memes. Everyone laughed. It was great. But yeah, Devil May Cry 5. Cuphead, surprisingly, made a showing. I didn't think after all the work that Cuphead uh, would have taken that they would do this, but we do have some expanded content 
uh, what looks to be some some more levels, and then on top of that, a new character called Miss Chalice. Uh, but it's called Delicious Last Course. So that's titled in such a way that makes me think this is all we're going to get. And I don't blame them. That's a lot of work to do a game like Cuphead, uh, Cuphead all of that hand-drawn animation. Uh, but that's pretty sweet because Cuphead is is pretty damn awesome. Uh, so everyone was pretty, uh, pretty psyched to see that. Then we got Tunic, which is Zelda but a fox. And I had no idea this was the case. But apparently the developers from right here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where Jeff and I live. So... Uh, that, that made us, uh, or I guess for the sake of the pun, made our ears perk up pretty quick. Uh, and it, and it looks, it looks, it looks pretty neat. It does look like about as close of a ripoff of, of, uh, SNES era Zelda that you could get without getting sued. Uh, but, uh, you know, for better or worse, we'll see how that ends up uh, going, but it did, it did look Pretty neato. So we'll see what happens when that pops up uh, in the future. Then we got Jump Force. Oh, God. Okay. This was... <laughs> if I just told somebody, hey, I've got this new game. It's called Jump Force. And you tried to you tried to piece together in your mind like your first impressions of what that game was likely going to be the genre that it was that that it was in and in what it entailed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I can guarantee you it would not be what the game actually is. Just, there's not a chance in hell that it would end up being what what the game is. And let me tell you what it is. If you don't already know, Jump Force is a hold my beer if you think Marvel was the craziest crossover of all time video game anime version, where we had. Dragon Ball Z characters, we had Goku, we had Frieza, we got Naruto was in there, One Punch character, or not One Punch, sorry, One Piece characters were in there. Yeah, a whole, we had a smattering. It's just Animu, the video game, and uh, I, it looks like it's a fighting game, like a crossover fighting game or something like that. Um... Oh, apparently, I'm being, I'm being on the fly informed by graphic right now, in quotation marks. The name Jump Force is a nod to the uh, to the Dujin ma- uh, magazine. I don't even I probably massacred how to pronounce that magazine where these franchises premiered Shonen Jump. Great. So there is a small subsection of people, probably who this game is targeted towards, honestly, who might have gotten that reference. I definitely did not. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a game with a, a lot of crossover of uh, of various anime. One Punch Man was not included. I was very sad. I expected the end of the trailer, you know, to be One Punch Man. It didn't happen. Instant no buy. No, I I don't know. But it was definitely a very odd game. It was one that I never would have exper- expected to, to pop up in the Microsoft presser. So I guess there's that. They got me. They caught me off guard. Uh, there's already been three iterations of this, though. Really? So apparently... On the, mostly on the DS. Oh, well, I mean, f- fuck me. I'm just obviously not ingrained deep enough in the animu culture and video game culture to have, to have known. I've, well, what do I know? So there you go. Well, you're getting, you're getting a modern console flashy version of whatever's been on, I guess, the DS in the past. So there you go. There's your, your full experience uh, from beginning to end. Dying Light 2... Uh, I just have it written down. Metastic mirrors edge movement with decisions. 
Um, uh, this game will will be a lot better than Metastic if the decisions, you know, because so many people, I said this in the reaction, so many developers, so many publishers have come out and said, look, this is the game where, uh, you know, finally your decisions are going to have an impact on other characters and the game world around you, etc., etc. And it never really happens to the degree in which they, uh, they pitch it to you. So if this is the game that actually does that, then so be it. I will be thrilled, and it will, and it will be great. Uh, and if not, then it looked like a game that could blend in with several other games on the show floor. So I guess we'll have to wait and see a little bit more on that. Battletoads, a, a Battletoads title, was shown on screen. We didn't really see any gameplay footage. We just saw the like the tongue show up, and then the Battletoads. Title card, you know, popped up and they they tried to make some really bad um, kind of fourth wall breaking puns that didn't really go over. But hey, Battletoads, I guess uh, <laughs> if you wanted more Battletoads, you could, you're going to get it. Just Cause 4 also being shown off, looking an awful lot like every other game um, that I've saw pretty much at the CE3 so far. And that's actually a bit of a... Um, Something I said during the reactions is is you could do a supercut of oh man five or six games at least that are so similar in how they look and play that it would all if you cut it properly you'd you'd pretty much not be able to distinguish between the games and it's it's not great uh, personally anyway it doesn't really get me excited when everything starts to to blend together. Then we got a Gears Tactics mobile game or something that popped up. That was odd, and and the crowd was so dead on that announcement. So like almost just, uh, they, they, honestly, the crowd was probably ready to kill somebody. But then they they very quickly, swift as a coursing river, popped back on, uh, popped up on the screen. Gears Five, and everyone cheered because thank God the old bait and switch. Uh, it looked uh, at this point, you know, Jeff had been in for a while with the reactions and he said something that that definitely seemed to, to strike true. And that was that the game looked an awful like gameplay wise looked an awful lot like Dead Space um, for better or worse. Because Dead Space obviously had some some pretty good moments to it. Uh, but it's it's more Gears of War continuing the story. And if you're invested in Gears of War, you're probably going to be very excited about it. And if you're uh, not really full-blown invested into Gears of War, then Gears of War 5 is unlikely uh, to get your your motor turned over. But uh, it, it looked like Gears. Graphically, looked pretty pretty good. There you have it. Uh, then we got uh, a little spiel. You know, Phil Phil comes out. He gives the same speech basically every E3, and, and it pains me. But uh, he started talking about how, the, how Microsoft is really investing in their games division uh, using you know the resources available to them from the main company, things like AI, game streaming out of the cloud, mentioning next consoles being developed. So we've, we're already getting the mentions of. It's like there's a hint. It's like if you, in case you weren't sure, they're happening. We're getting some more consoles. It's en route. We when you'll never know until later, I guess. But they're coming. Uh, and that was pretty much it. That they wrapped up, and then there was like the uh, the. Uh, borderline overplayed hack thing where all the screens got hacked 
And everyone thought it was over, but it's not over. Like the one more is like, you activated my trap card. And then they showed Cyberpunk 2077. And it looked pretty damn cool. Um, you know, no real gameplay shown, but it looked very, very cool. It, it put my, it put me at ease a bit because, you know, this is coming from the guys who did uh, the Witcher series. And while the Witcher series has always kind of interested me, the, the setting and, and, and whatnot in the combat was never really my, my gig. So while we didn't see any gameplay, um, this is definitely seeming like it's something that's more up my alley and I'd love to be able to experience something from uh, CD Projekt Red uh, in a way that, uh, that I am more interested in. And there you have it. That was, a, that was a first look, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, of course, it's not exclusive to Xbox. And overall, I mean, the conference, the conference was not a, a, a particularly weak conference. I mean, they showed an absolute cornucopia of video games. And um, a good chunk of, of exclusives of various degrees of exclusivity. And, uh, but despite the fact that it wasn't bad and they really added a lot of value to things like the Game Pass uh, and whatnot, it still didn't feel like Microsoft did enough for what they need right now in their current situation, you know, market share wise and whatnot, like what to cap, you know, to capture people. I think I, honest to God, it looks like Microsoft is partially conceding the rest of this generation to build up its development, first party development houses and its services for whatever comes next. That's what this feels like to me after seeing this conference and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Microsoft has the money to weather the storm, and I doubt the game division at uh, the Xbox game division is is really, you know, losing money hand over fist or anything like that. Um, but I think I think that's you know kind of the takeaway that I had uh, after having watched that and seen what they had to to deliver. Um, just didn't feel like it was it was enough. They needed something. They needed something better than that. They needed one or two games that were exclusives that nobody would have expected. That just had uh, that were just heavy hitting and console exclusive, and just give us that. But that's not their strategy, and that's fine. I think I think we're we're going long ball here. We're we're going uh, a little further out, and that's fine. We don't know how far out a little longer out is, but when you when you know when they come out with a single year buy up and creation uh, combination of five different developers for their first party development uh, for the game division, that's substantial, right? That's a that's a that's a big uh, investment, and it it at least signals that they are looking to bring things back again. You know, it 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 really. The the launch of the Xbox One really, really, Don Matrick uh, heading that division and the decisions made basically killed the Xbox One for the entire generation. And they can make small strides to bring it back uh, towards the end, but they've got a lot of rebuilding to do. And it's going to require, I think, more time than they have allotted to them in this generation. 
And so maybe it's not a bad idea that they went this route. Uh, I'm at least comfortable with seeing them do things like that uh, to, to feel like they are planning on taking it somewhere uh, and not just, you know, tossing the whole thing out. So that's positive for, for sure. But that Game Pass thing, I think the Game Pass is the biggest takeaway from Microsoft at this conference is there's a, a substantial amount of value added to that. And if they're going to take up this habit of releasing first-party games and when they have the opportunity with partners, uh, third-party titles on day one for launch with these games for Game Pass, that's actually really substantial. And I think that's going to go over uh, quite well with people and it will give them a good strong basis for that service uh, moving forward. Uh, for sure, to say the to say the least. So uh, that's it for Microsoft. I'm going to go and you know cut this up and get this up for you guys to to listen to and uh, and watch on YouTube and etc uh, etc. Et uh, so I hope you guys have enjoyed it. This is the Microsoft conference for E3 2018. It is what time is it? It's quarter after seven my time, I believe. The next conference is Bethesda at 10 or 10.30 my time. So we're somewhere between three and a little over three hours away from the next round of that. I will be here. So if you're on Twitch, make sure to keep an eye out on uh, socials or just come over here when you know that we're like 15 minutes out from the next conference and I'll be here. We will continue to do this. Whether or not Jeff or Panic is here is up to them and their schedules. Um, and then I will be uh, seeing you for, for that. So thank you once again for, uh, for watching on YouTube guys and listening on the RSS feeds. And until we see you for the next conference, enjoy E3.